Hello and welcome to the podcast from Holy Trinity Wester Hales. We're delighted that you've joined us for this week's podcast and pray that you'll be blessed through it. Right. So we're thinking a lot about Jesus this morning. Jesus seems to have come into it a lot. So we'll not we'll not complain about that. There's a I thought sometimes that maybe Jesus came 2,000 years ago. Suddenly, out of nowhere, there's an appearance. Oh, then there's Jesus. Um, how, how wrong. And uh, we know that Jesus has been around a little bit longer. Um, and not just a little bit longer, but for all time. All time as we know it, Jesus was part of it. Um, and in this series, we began to look at how God, in one form or another, visited the earth. And so we had things like the burning bush. And we saw, noticed in Exodus there were appearances of the glory of God and, and clouds. God was in the cloud. God was in the fire. Uh, God was in the burning bush. And, uh, and also, like Ian mentioned, about this appearance of the, the commander of, of the armies, and beginning to look at these in ways in which, well, is, is, is this an appearance of Jesus before he took on flesh and blood? And that's what we've got this morning as we begin to look into Daniel chapter 3. Whenever there is an appearance, it's always, obviously, it's very purposeful. It's not just done so that oh, we can say, oh, that's nice. Uh, it's usually for a, a reason, not usually, it's always for a reason. And so that's where we're going this morning. Let's just uh, commit our time, commit our ears to the Lord. Lord, we, uh, we remember how you said, he who has an ear to hear, let him hear. So I pray that we'd all have ears to hear your voice this morning. Thank you that uh, we can't restrict you to time. So a time when the... Uh, we, we were thinking, well, before the, old, the New Testament was written, or a time afterwards when you returned to heaven, or even a time before, because you're, you're, you're the God of time. You made time. Uh, and so will you uh, help us to maximize this time now, uh, keeping our eyes fixed on you, our, our hearts ready to receive your word? And so to that end, may the, the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Right, there were these three fellas, uh, maybe call them three lads, I don't want you to think that they were young, we don't know. Three, three fellas, and life has its ups and downs, doesn't it? Uh, sometimes things seem to go well, and then things can sometimes go a bit pear-shaped. And for these lads, well, they were from a land which had seen so much right, so much potential, if you like. Um, they, they'd been given a land... They'd been given kings, but it was all going very wrong. And the northern part of the kingdom had already gone to invaders. The people, the kings, turned away from God. And the southern half as well now was falling. Enemy, local enemies had come and taken them. And here now Babylon was the main world force. 
they'd come over, captured Jerusalem, taken back with them slaves, Jews from Israel. They'd gone back as slaves. And these three guys were were part of that. They, They found themselves in a foreign land. Their own king had been humiliated. Their own land had been trashed. And now they're in a foreign land. It's not the happiest of scenes for them. Not the best of places to be in. Although certain ones of these people who'd been carried over were actually being trained up for a decent position. There's a logic to that, isn't there, in a way? Like, okay, these could be very good people, very strong people, very wise people, but also they, they, they match a lot of these exiles. If there's a few thousand of these people from what was the land of Israel, if you've got them, then might not be a bad idea to have somebody who's managing them who can liaise and communicate. So these three, it wasn't as bad as it might have been. But then the, the boss says, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to build a, a statue. Yeah, it's going to be a good and it's going to be a big one. Uh, they reckon about 90 feet high. Um, I don't know, that's probably beyond the, the height of the church, isn't it? 90 feet high, uh, just nine feet wide. Uh, slight question mark there because it would be nine, f- if it's going to be a figure, it's a bit too narrow as a base. Maybe there was a substantial bit, maybe 30 feet of it was like a plinth. Uh, otherwise, it would have been just too, too, too narrow. Um, a gold, it was probably gold plated. It could have been made in wood, made of wood, we don't know, and then gold plated. It would have been shining, it would have been bright. We don't know really much more about it. Who it was of? Well, was it of the king himself, Nebuchadnezzar? Maybe he'd done a statue of himself. Maybe he'd done it of his dad, Nabopolassar, had been the king before Nebuchadnezzar, and he'd been involved in dealing with these fights locally to the west of the region. Uh, so maybe it was of his of Nabopolassar. Or maybe it was of Bel. It was a very popular god around Babylon at that time. We, we don't know. We don't know. Um, but it was there. And then the king says, yeah, it's good, this statue, isn't it? I like it. I tell you what, let's have, a, let's have a big opening event and we'll get everybody around and we'll have a big big praise meeting. Why not? And so we call together all these people. And if you read the text, there's, there's a lot of repetition of these lists. So the first list is said, like, get the satraps, the prefects, the governors, the advisors, the treasurers, the judges, the magistrates, and all the other provincial officials. And you can read those words three times during that chapter. There's a repetition of it. Okay, so basically, anybody who is anybody is going to be there. This is the big event. We're here to have a look at this statue, worship the statue, let's get everybody in. So all these people, the satraps, the prefects, the governors, the treasurers, the judges, the magistrates, and everybody else were there. And you, if you're going to have this sort of event, you've got to get the musicians. Yeah, you, What's life without the musicians? And so we're given this list, uh, <coughs> excuse me, not the musicians' names, but we've got the horn, the flute, the zither, the lyre, the harp, the pipe, and all kinds of music. Um, when, when we write these things, maybe we're a bit lazier, but we just write them once, don't we, or a list. We just say, oh, there's a lot of musicians and a lot of instruments and a lot of posh people, Um, but there's a repetition of these individuals, if you like, within the text, so they must be important. So let's face it, whoever was anybody, if if you're in, yeah, you were there, and the music was all set up, okay, all the instruments you can think of, they were all there, 
they're ready to start up. It's going to be good as this. Everybody's here. The music's blasting. And then there's some people around, and it calls them maybe agitators would be one word. Stirrers of trouble. The NIV says astrologers. The likelihood is just some people looking for a bit of trouble. And they go to Nebuchadnezzar and say, Nebuchadnezzar, this is a... What a brilliant day we're having. You know, it's wonderful, isn't it? We've all gathered here. Have you heard the instruments? It's, it's like the band at Holy Trinity. There's so much in tune, and it's brilliant listening to it. <laughs> yeah, and they were so ready. But do you know what, Nebuchadnezzar? Do you know what we've seen? We, we've seen these people, these people who aren't worshipping. Have you seen that? Have you seen that? Have you noticed? There's them lot over there. There's them lot over there, and they're not... You know, everybody else is up here, and they're not playing game. Nebuchadnezzar, furious. What? This is my day. This is, this is the big event, and you're telling me there's people not worshipping it? <sighs> not good. Not good. He says, no. When everything, all the people's here, and you almost feel like the list can come again, the satraps, prefects, governors, advisors, treasurers, judges, magistrates, they're all here. We've got the horn, the flute, the zither, the lyre, the harp, the pipes, everything. And yet there's some people not doing it. Fetch them here. Fetch them here. Let's see what's going on. So the three, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, turn up to the king. And the king says something like, okay, we've got the satraps, prefects, governors, advisors, treasurers, judges, magistrates, everybody's here. We've got the, here we go, you should be, you should be as good as me by now, horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, pipe. And yet you three think you're different. What's going on? You see, what, what happens is when you see these people, when you hear these instruments, fall down before the statue, that's it. The, the rule's simple. The rule's simple. Just do it, and we'll be okay. Hmm. So, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, no. No. They'd come from a land where there was God, where there's one God. And God sets the rules, and he says he is God. Worship no one else. You have no other gods than me. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego say to Nebuchadnezzar, no, no, we're not going to. They say, in actual fact, our God, our God, he is able to rescue us. He's got the power. You see, Nebuchadnezzar, you've conquered lands. You, you, you've made yourself famous. You're so rich, you can build great gold statues. But when it comes to power, really, forget it. Our God is the one who is able to rescue us. Maybe they remembered or were remembering the narrative of when Elijah had been on Mount Carmel. There'd been a contest between gods. The Baals seemed to have everybody and everything going for them. The way Elijah set it up, it was a gift for Baal. No problem. He likes water. He, 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 he loves all these things, fire. 
But what happened? It was Yahweh who answered by fire. The people said, the Lord, he is God, Yahweh, he's Elohim, the God. The, the God. Um, and so maybe Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego were saying, yeah, God is the one who is above all the other gods. He's the one who is God. Therefore, he is the one who has the power. Therefore, Nebuchadnezzar, he, God, is able to rescue us. Nebuchadnezzar at this point, well, what's he going to be thinking? Well, these gods are all right. I'm not, I quite like how our gods build us quite well from time to time. You'd think they were crackers. You're telling me that your god's going to get you out of this? But then they add a little bit more. And they say, well, actually, even if he doesn't, we're not going to turn to you. Even if God doesn't pull us out of the flames, we're not going to turn to you, Nebuchadnezzar, because there is one God. We follow him. So whatever happens, however it goes, if it goes well for us, great. But do you know what? Even if we are burnt alive, we're not going to follow you because you're not God. He is at this point, Nebuchadnezzar decided not to think too much. In fact, probably not at all. And he, his anger, his rage, got a bit the better of him. So he's thinking, right, I'm going to get him. I'm not going to... You can imagine the, the froth coming from his mouth. I tell you what, I tell you what. Uh, I tell you what, I know. I'm going to bind you up even better than you've ever been bound before in your life. He says, so I'm going to get the strongest men in the kingdom, the best men of my army, and they're going to bind you up. Now, okay, these men, coming from a, a community of, of slaves, in the position they were in, they might even have been bound already. or They, they could have been bound quite quickly. And then I'd ask you, does it really need the strongest men in the kingdom to, to tie them up any bit further. Yeah? That, come on, it, it's nothing. One, once the bit, the, you can put the, anybody can put the, they're surrounded by, by their enemies. Anybody can put the chains on. Once they've got the chains on and then say, yeah, but we're really going to bind you up really, really, really tight. You can see that he's beginning to lose the plot a bit. Yeah? He, he, he really didn't need his best, most, strongest men to start doing the tying up. But he chose to do it that way. And then he says, and I tell you what, fire's not hot enough as it is. Let's make it seven times hotter. Now, fire was used as a, a means of execution um, earlier than that. Um, and as you and I know, if it's fire... It hurts. It burns. If it's not a strong flame, but you touch it, it hurts. When you get to a bit bigger flame, yeah. <sighs> sorry to the, for the squeamish or anything like that. A, a bit bigger flame, yeah, well, it, 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 it's going to hurt. But seven times hotter, is that going to increase the pain of, of those falling into the fire. 
You see, what happened was, as these mighty people got Shadrach, Meshach, Meshach and Abednego, and let's face it, they were so bound up, they couldn't do it themselves, so they had to be carried now at this stage, carrying them towards the fire. As they got towards the fire, we're told it was the mighty men who, who perished. It was too much. So think of it, Nebuchadnezzar's just got his best men together to do a job like tying people up, which was a silly thing to do anyway. And now he's lost them all because they're all dead because they've gone too near the fire because he said, how do you do it? Seven times higher. You see, Nebuchadnezzar might have been the king, but he'd, he, he'd, he'd lost the plot a bit, I think, because both of those things were a bit silly. By binding, getting his best men, he'd now lost them. He'd now lost his best men. The, the fire was so hot, we read, you couldn't go near it. They were told, were told that the Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego were sort of dropped into the fire. So where it was placed, I don't know. I, it can't have been like a, a transparent sort of fire so that they could all look in. Um, but because they fell into it, maybe it was... It was, it was down there somewhere. Now, Nebuchadnezzar has been doing one or two strange things recently. He said, yeah, get the strong men. Heat it up. Not a good move in either case. He did something else a little bit strange then as well. We're told he had a look in. Now, how he did this, or when he did this, or how he was able to do this, I'm not sure. As I say, it wouldn't be a, a visible pit in terms of that if, if it was in the ground. And likewise, once you start going near the fire to look, well, it had killed off some people already. So just how it was done, I don't know. But curiosity caught him. Curiosity caught him. But he's still not thinking too clearly because he's counting now, and he's counting, and this is what your fingers are for. One, yeah. Two, yeah. Three, this was Nebuchadnezzar, he could do this. Four, no, 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 no. One, two, three, Four. Hang on a minute. So he, he asks them. He says, "Did we put three in the fire? <laughs> Did we put three in the fire? Well, we can assure you that anybody else who tried to get in was burnt up before they got there. There were three in. Three went in, and now there's four. And this fourth one, well." Have a look in. Um, and I can imagine everybody else thinking, we don't really want to go too near there. And again, well, can we still stay back a bit? But can, have a look in. Oh, no, no, we, we, there's three. Have we put three in? Yeah, no, there's four in there. How can there be four in there? Let's have a look. One, and, wow, what's taking place here? There's four of them, and they're walking around in the fire. It wasn't a small fire then, was it? They're walking around in the fire. Hmm. That's unusual. That's, that, that, that's unusual. Hmm. What's taking place? What's taking place? Nebuchadnezzar says, yeah, this fourth one, as if he recognised the first three, says this fourth one is like a, is like a, hmm, uh, well, it's like a form of 
Well, it's like, like a, a son of the gods. Um, we can't take anything more from that. that that's kind of literally what he's saying. It's plural. Um, and he's recognizing the form or the likeness of someone who he's saying is like, like a son of the gods. <coughs> curiously, not, or not curiously, it was in the early church that writers began to say, yeah, this is an appearance of Jesus. So people, uh, Tertullian, Augustine, looked at this and said, yeah, this is, this is Jesus. See, later on, he, he, he says, oh, it's like a, an angel saved them. And the word there for the angel is like when there was an angel in Daniel and the lion's den, when it said it's an angel, put his hand over the lion's mouth. So we, we don't have any more texts. Um, like, we don't have any, any words. Like, we had a little bit more. On Michael, sorry, on, on last week, we had, we had one or two words and one or two responses. And we could say, yeah, this points to Jesus. In, in this case... We don't have really any more indications as to who this was. But someone walking with his people in through a situation, someone who seems to a non-Christian to be like a son of the gods, was the gift for the early church writers to say, yeah, this is Jesus. Think how they now have... The, the, these are writers who know a little bit more about Jesus because Jesus had taken on flesh and blood by that time. And so a theophany, a Christophany, whichever it is or what it is, we don't know anymore. But we sense that what's taking place is that while these three were in the fire, Jesus was with them. There's just three aspects, or if you like, effects or outcomes I'd like us to look at this morning. The first one, Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar, what happened with him? Well, the first thing he does is he starts speaking to them, come out! Um, is that a bit like when Jesus, not that Nebuchadnezzar's like Jesus, but Nebuchadnezzar uh, saying to people down there who should be dead, come out. It just reminded me of Jesus speaking to Lazarus. Uh, and then we, but Lazarus was bound up. And as we know, Lazarus somehow floated up and then Jesus said, yeah, take off the bandages. Um, whereas uh, Nebuchadnezzar says, come out. And we know they, they came out and... I don't think they'd have had their bindings on when they came out. There'd be no point, would they? I don't think so. Um, if, if, if they're walking around in the fire, Nebuchadnezzar says, come out. They're not going to say, oh, we better put our bandages on again quick before we get up there. Um, so these men now had freedom. So there's, a, if you like, a passing from what would have been death to life. Nebuchadnezzar looking on, and at this time, who's there? It says not just Nebuchadnezzar, but the satraps, the prefects, the governors, advisors, treasurers, judges, magistrates, they were all there. It's not just Nebuchadnezzar looking at it, going, what's going on here? Um, but incidentally, there was no musicians then mentioned. Maybe this wasn't the time for that rhythm. The, the, the rhythm and the music that was taking place for the worship of a gold statue 
isn't the rhythm, the music for God. And so the musicians weren't there. All these famous people were still hanging around, but the tune had changed. The tune had changed. Instead of saying, whoa, gold statue, Nebuchadnezzar saying, hang on a minute, something's taking place here. And he started making pronouncements. He says, right, this is incredible. I've never seen anything like this before. I tell you what, the, these three guys have got it. Whoever touches these three, whoever says anything about their God, well, the, the houses are going to be turned to rubble and we're going to cut them all to pieces. Uh, <laughs> he's such a character, the fella, isn't he, really? Uh, where he comes up with these things, I don't know. So it's, it's as if he does it on the hoof, isn't it? He suddenly thought, that's it, the houses have gone and they're going to cut up. And... Um, but he also began to speak some interesting things. He also began to speak some interesting stuff. If uh, you were to look at the end of the chapter, chapter 3, you'd see that, yeah, clearly Nebuchadnezzar's found something out here. Uh, and he, he was talking about, yeah, we need to consider the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Uh, he says he promoted them in, in, in their job. We're going to come to them in a minute. Uh, and then into chapter 4, Nebuchadnezzar writes to the nations. So he's not just the people of Babylon, not just the people who were there, and he's saying, it's my pleasure to tell you about the miraculous signs and wonders that the Most High God has performed for me. How great are his signs. How mighty his wonders. His kingdom is an eternal kingdom. His dominion endures from generation to generation. That's the sort of thing. Who's written that? Well, that must be David. <laughs> or or, or one, you know, another psalm, a psalm of Asaph. This is Nebuchadnezzar speaking. Totally, from our perspective, totally ungodly man. But something had happened to Nebuchadnezzar that he was a, a, adoring, worshipping the God who rescued Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Now that is, just to make sure we're being uh, clear, that is at the start of chapter 4. We have chapter numbers in our Bibles now. And chapter 4 does talk about the, the, what happened to Nebuchadnezzar and how it all went very shaped for him but how he came back to God and there are those who say well those few verses that I've just read belong as a sort of preface or a forerunner to what happened in chapter four and you'll find just as many people who say no 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 take the number four out and that bit belongs at the end of chapter three it, it doesn't matter really does it <coughs> what you've got is somebody who had all the power in the world they thought but who realized that God is God and he is the one with the power. So Nebuchadnezzar changed by that situation. And if nothing else, when we encounter God as he did, then worship him. Act accordingly. Act accordingly. Yeah, do the right things. Promote Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. But above all, Acknowledge God, worship him. The second group, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they, they'd had an interesting day, really, haven't they? Um, and now here they are, we're told they're lifted out and all these people on the list are there. And then they have a look at them and they look and think, well, yeah, they weren't like me, they had more. The, the, uh, the hair wasn't singed. The hair wasn't singed. Uh, what about their clothes? 
Whoa, yeah, they've just been in the fire. Yeah? They should smell. There's, well, no, 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 there's no, there's not even the smell on them. They don't even smell of burning. Here they are. They've been in this fire, which was so much that the strongest people in Babylon had died just going near it. They fell in it, and they don't even smell of burning. Wow. What a restoration has taken place there. They, they, they were goners. They were dead. But now, the, the, the trappings, the trimmings of death have gone totally. So again, it's a, a picture for us of, as Christians, how death to life while we're in this form, this frame, we're still on this earth. So we still carry the marks of the fall. We're still flawed. We still get it wrong. But one day, we will be with him, the one who was the fourth person in the fire, and we'll be perfect. They came out of the fire, said they didn't even smell of death. And what happened to them? They get the promotion. So it's, it's, it's going well for them. What a, a picture of death to life. What a picture of faith and obedience. The two working together. God says, don't worship any other gods. They said, we're not going to worship any other gods. God is one. We follow him. That's obedience and that's faith. Because in their faith, they said, and even if he doesn't rescue, we're not going to turn anywhere else other than be with him. We'd rather go to our deaths with him than follow anybody else, than worship anybody else. Amazing. What faith is that? I sometimes wondered at first, if it, um, is, is it a sort of cop-out? Well, God can rescue you, but if he doesn't, we don't. It, it, it's not a cop-out. It's actually a, a, a declaration of faith because they knew that the cop-out meant death for them. And yet they chose it. Wow. Very, very briefly, I don't want to go too much into the aspect of faith and prayer now, but can I just say that the focus was it's death with Christ, and it's like he's better than getting it wrong here. And that is, if you like, a view on what's taking place eternally. So faith says... Whatever happens here, our eyes are on heaven and getting it right in terms of heaven. Jesus said, seek first him. Seek first him and his kingdom and let everything else follow. Faith, we're told yes, means we pray now and we pray into situations now we're told that the prayer of a, a righteous man thank you for Naomi's not in but the the, the, the righteousness was such a, a great blending uh, today for this uh, about righteousness and prayers uh, are powerful and effective and we do need to pray and sometimes the Lord tells us what to pray for in the here and now and God answers prayer in the here and now, but sometimes we have to allow God to be God and answer the prayer in heaven. Not all the things that we might desire now are ours now. 
but they will be in heaven. All that we need is for now. Sometimes God chooses to say, not just yet. And that's not then about faith or lack of faith. It's not about naming anything and claiming it because God's word says so. It's about saying, yeah, God, as you answer prayer, do so in your way for your will and for your glory. So it's right to pray. It's right to pray big prayers. But it's right also to allow God to be the one who, who answers them. So, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, the ups and downs of life, the likes of which I hope many of us never, or all of us, n never have to face in a way. Um, but they faced it. And their decision in faith was to say, we're going to trust God. And even if it goes pear-shaped for us, even if that means he kills us, we trust him. That's the prayer of Job, isn't it? Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. And thirdly, and, 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 and thirdly, what was, what was taking place there? Who else, who else was around? Somehow, there was something else taking place. The, the, these people had been thrown into the fire and yet there was a, a fourth person there with them. We said this person, we don't know who it is, but we don't know who else it possibly could have been other than Jesus. This was three people who'd done it right. In terms of righteousness, as we've used that word, they'd done it right. They'd been obedient. Their righteousness was sound. We know our righteousness is only sound because of that fourth person. Our righteousness is in him. But in the same way, someone was with them through that fire, in that fire. And for us, whose righteousness is Christ's righteousness, so therefore it's perfect. If it was based on us, as we know, we've no chance. But if it's Christ's righteousness, then we stand free, not condemned, because of him. And so where God never promises that we won't have the ups and downs, where God never promises that bad things are not going to happen, we know as Christians, we're not so immune to bad things happening. And sometimes, even when we're doing the right thing, bad things can happen. Don't think that bad things only happen to bad people. As we know, and it's a question that's often asked, bad things happen to good people as well. Bad things happen. God never promised that bad things won't happen. But what he promised is that whatever we go through, he will stay with us. That's why Jesus, we can read in the book of Hebrews, says, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. It's why Paul can write that even when we doubt, when we lack faith, he is faithful. So if he has promised to stay with us because he is faithful, we can know that he is with us.
maybe this is a word not just for congregation, but individually this morning. Maybe you've reached that point when you're thinking, this is bad. This isn't right. What's going to happen next? Maybe there's that despair, and a lot of people in this day and age have that sense of, of despair, of, of, of desperation, of looking and thinking, how on earth is this going to change? It could be anything. It could be to do with health. It could be to do with money. It could be to do with family or friends. But with Jesus, it's a whatever. Whatever the situation, because you are in him, he loves you, he is faithful, and he is with you. You might even feel like you're in the fire. Not literally. But it's like being in that blazing furnace you might even think that all that lies in front of you is death. Well, know this. I don't know the outcome, but I know that Jesus will be with you. Jesus is with you. And as you seek him, as you allow him to be God, even in your situation, you will know his presence with you. And as you know his presence, you will know his leading, his guiding, and his peace. Be blessed in knowing his presence and his peace with you now. Let's pray. Lord God, we don't have all the answers as to what was taking place in a, in a very hot fire uh, two and a half thousand years ago. Uh, we don't know just what it would have been like, but what we read and what we trust, because it's your word, is that whatever the situation, you go through it with us. You walk with us. Lord, we know that you like walking with us. You walked on the way to Emmaus with disciples, and you chatted with them along the way. May we know you chatting with us, leading us as you walk with us. Our emphasis, Lord, is, is not that we are good and so we're just desperate uh, to, 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 to think that you're there with us. Our emphasis, Lord, is on you. And in faith, you come to us because of who you are. And so we're grateful for that and ask that you'd help us, help us to just be the people you want us to be, receiving all the ministry that you have for us. Lord, even in these moments, even in these moments, Lord, speak to us about where we are. Help us to know that wherever we are, you're here with us and you're here that you might strengthen us and guide us and minister to us all that's from your kingdom. Lord Jesus, we lift ourselves to you. Amen. Amen.